Welcome to episode three of the podcast and the last of our current series. In our first two episodes, we have had Ryan and Evelyn talking about different things and offering advice and tips from the actor's point of view. This episode is a little bit different. Kirsty Jones is the head agent at Icon Actors Management. Kirsty's experience and understanding of the industry make her a perfect fit for this role and the perfect interviewee for us. She has trained and directed actors at Lambda, as well as supporting and teaching actors at Alra North. She has worked in the casting world, casting for films such as Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Harry Potter and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. In terms of advice and help for actors, I think this could be our most valuable episode yet. Kirsty's understanding of actors, the industry and the actor's mindset, all delivered through her friendly tone, make it a really easy listen. You will be delighted to know that I hardly had to say a word. I don't want to talk too much now and give much away, but if you're an actor straight from drama school or you're still in drama school or you're in the industry, if you have an agent or you don't have an agent, there is going to be some valuable real advice in here for you. This certainly was for me. This episode is once again supported by the Academy of Live and Recorded Arts, one of the top conservatoire drama schools in the UK whose alumni stands up to any. You can find information on Alra and all their courses both in the North and in the South and how to apply and audition at alra.co.uk. The Young, Gifted and Sam podcast will be taking a short break until the new series of our podcast. Please visit our website at movementandimagination.com or follow us on Twitter at, at @movementimagine for news, updates on our new projects and to listen to some of our other podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We can't tell you how much it helps. And that is everything. Enjoy Kirsty's interview. I certainly did. And we'll see you in the new series. Thank you. Okay, so we were just talking about the relationship between an actor and an agent. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you'd expect from an actor that you represent and from their side. Sure, okay, so one of the main things is communication, is having good communication with the people who are on my books so I know what they're up to, they know what I'm up to, um, because the relationship between an actor and their agent can be a very close one. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter if I'm representing someone who's in London or someone who's in Manchester. I can email them, I can speak to them on the phone, I'm getting to know them as a person, to put people forward for jobs that are relevant to them, um, to know where someone wants their career to go, I have to know who they are as a human being, I'm representing, you know, actors, so for me, communication is really key, two-way sort of conversation, I try to speak to everyone at least once a week, um, and that's not how it always works, some people, you know, I haven't spoken to for a while, um, it just depends on people's situations. For some people, acting isn't their kind of main job. You know, it's something that they enjoy doing. Um, other people, this is their career and this is what they want to do. So for them, I have a lot more kind of contact with them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But that is that is key for me is communication and knowing the person, knowing the person that you are trying to help along this road. Okay, great. That's it's interesting because. I know a lot of people who don't speak to their agents for sort of months and end. And no, but I'm a little bit old-fashioned and I'm a chatterbox. So I know, I know that some people don't hear from, from their agents. And I don't think you need to read into that. But equally, it can breed a negative um, atmosphere, perhaps, that doesn't even need to exist. Just pick the phone up and call them. Yeah. You know, that's what I always say to actors. Well, oh, I haven't heard from my agent for a while. Well, you know what they are. Give them a bell. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, for me... I think 
I am in the business of working, you know, with human beings and I need to know who they are and what they want and what I can do to help them achieve that. And that for me, I'm a very kind of face-to-face person. When I first started in this role, the first thing I did was to invite all of my actors in to come in and meet me face-to-face because it was important for me that I was taking over something that had been driven by someone else. And of course, a change can bring about a bit of unrest with people, especially with actors. It was like, oh, oh no, who's this Kirsty? Who's this person that's come on board? So that, the first thing I did was hold like social events to meet everyone face to face, which was a little bit crazy and a bit like speed dating, but just for me. I was like working <laughs> the room very, very quickly. Um, but it was brilliant because I got to meet them and, and they weren't just an email. They yeah. weren't just a text message. You know, we are in the age of everything is online, you know, Messenger, WhatsApp. I was like, no, I need to meet the person. So that's kind of how I broke through that straight away. But some people, yeah, it's true, you don't often hear. And I'm sure there's people that haven't heard as much as they'd like from me, but it swings and roundabouts. At at certain points, there are certain types of actors, not to put people in a box, but there are certain types of actors that are, at that point, you know, very, very busy working because, you know, that's what the industry is looking for. Other times, you know, it could be quiet as anything. And so, you know, that's when communication can drop. And also that's where it can get a little bit, I suppose, people get a bit nervous and a bit worried or they haven't heard from someone. But I'd always say just pick up the phone. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. It's a good way to end that question lead on to this one. Because I found a lot of people sort of when things aren't going necessarily well for them, like you said, in the quiet times maybe, or they're not heard from their agent for whatever reason. And they tend to sometimes start thinking about it, make their agent scapegoat pretty quickly. Yeah, very, very true. Yeah. Which I, I, I think one of the things, one of the most common from my point of view, this is just my opinion, misconceptions that if you get come out of drama school and you've got an agent, you're sorted. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. An actor who stands a really, really good chance of having a solid career, a long career, a career that they want they have to put the graft in too. There's no point sitting back and waiting for someone to do it for you. Yes, my job is to put people forward for jobs. It's to find the next, you know, the next young talent or any talent, you know, that, that is around the scene today. But my actors who are the busiest are the most proactive. So they are calling me saying, have you heard about this? And nine times out of 10, yes, I have heard about it, but sometimes they will they will think of something that I would think, oh, I didn't know you'd be up for that, you know. So for that reason, people who are out with their ear to the ground, you know, knowing what's going on, getting involved in things that aren't necessarily particularly lucrative, but you never know who's going to be in that audience. Yeah. That is really important. Um, so yeah, I think it is a misconception that if you if you've got an agent, you that's it. You, you absolutely not. No, you, you are at the start of a new relationship, especially when you come out of drama school. That's when the work begins, Definitely. and a good drama school should instill that within you that you have to graft and you have to you know know your industry. And the more you know about it, the more you stand a better chance of this working out. I think a lot of people when they come out of drama school have a period where they're in this all-encompassing sort of bubble, and they get out of that. Mm. and they always like have a breath and then yeah. unless things for some people unless things go out this straight away mm. then they just get eaten up by it the yeah. amount of people who it's so hard yeah it's so hard and I've seen it so many times and it's it's also a bit heartbreaking as well because when you go through so I've, I've had the luxury of being able to see it from pretty much all sides now I've yeah. gone through the drama school process alongside you know at Alra um, at Lambda and I've seen people come out of drama school 
who you think, ah, I can't wait to see what's going to happen with this guy or this girl or whatever. And sometimes it comes to nothing and you just think... So I think as long as people get get their head around just how unfair this industry is early days and how um, unkind it can be and all these, all these negative things, but it's important, I think, to go into it with your eyes wide open that, you know... It's going to take a lot of hard work and it isn't going to be immediate. And sometimes if it is immediate, it sets you up for a fall later when you think, well, that's it. Yeah, cool. That's my face on that. And that's my that's my um, me walking on the cobbles in Corrie or that's me in Emmerdale. It, it doesn't. That's where it starts. And you have to ride off that and keep the energy going. But I can fully understand. And I've seen it so many times. Someone come out of drama school and you see them very quickly starting to well kind of turn away from the industry because it's it can be it can be incredibly hard and what i would say to that is don't you know remember why you trained for three years one year two years whatever it is that you did remember why you went through that training and it's a big world out there and there is opportunity to be had but there's opportunity to make yourself definitely um in terms of people like making their own opportunities and always being proactive and things a big thing nowadays is how you approach people, how you approach mm. casting people, or yeah. agents or people who are making work, for example. Yeah. Like I know we've had, even us have had emails from people asking about what we do, and yeah. it's so easy to see the good ones and the bad ones in terms of <laughs> a bad letter just puts you off. It does, it yeah. Just, it's, yeah. It's sad to say. I think when things are sent out in a very gen- generic fashion, um, that can be a problem, that you know that that's been sent out to yourself plus 10 other agencies which is of course the case but it, if you look like someone hasn't paid attention to detail then what does that say about them professionally mm-hmm. um my favorite is, is uh, and as you'll probably know from our days when people spell my name wrong and that might sound a bit of like an arrogant thing but it isn't that it's attention to detail i feel if someone's looked up you see that you spell kirsty with an i e not a y yeah. and that's saying hi kirsty that to me is like someone's done the research i'm more interested straight away in that person than someone's gone to whom it may concern or kirsty with a y yeah you probably have you probably have um but it's just little things like that that you that they're not and also over familiar being over familiar that is another one where people think uh, that you're their mate or because maybe you've piled across or something a bit just a bit it can just be a little bit um cringy and a yeah. bit it's off-putting let's say that it's off-putting when someone because it's professional it's a professional relationship don't get me wrong actors over the years that i've worked with and actors on my books now i would probably class as a friend at times you know definitely absolutely but um the from the offset it is a professional arrangement between two people so i think is to to go into any business you wouldn't kind of necessarily go in and be over familiar so it's just little things like that checking your spelling checking the you know and checking out the actual what it is that people do the sort of work an agency does for example like yourself like you know doing your homework on that person why is it that you want to be represented by them what is it because we get i get submissions every day 15 20 a day and that's pretty constant. Mm-hmm. So what's going to make you stand out in a good way? It's yeah. very easy to stand out in a bad way. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. In terms of um, a lot of people, like you say, you spend time into that sort of it and the proactive side of it, approaching people and things like that. And obviously that has to be a, lot, a large part of your day doing stuff like that. But do you think people get lost in terms of not being active at this anymore, like not working out on the brain and work with drama school and just focusing on being proactive and thinking that's enough to do? I think, well... <sighs> It's tricky because 
you're trained as an actor, you've got to always refer to yourself as an actor. Your job is that you are an actor. If you keep saying that to yourself, then you keep that here at the front of your mind. Yeah. Um, it's fine to be involved, it's brilliant to be involved in stuff with other people because within that you will find the support from other actors who are going through the same thing. I think it is easy to, to lose that side of things, yeah. Um, but if you surround yourself with the right company, with like-minded people who all have the same end game, which is essentially to have a career in this, then that can only be a positive thing in my mind. Um, it's more when people come out of drama school and, and they're trying to find their work, but then they get themselves a really nice, cushy little job. So let's say like a really good bar job or a really good... And everyone has to work, and we've all done it. But it's when that job starts to take over more of your time, that's where you, that becomes your comfort blanket, that becomes your safe zone. And you will start to lose confidence with putting yourself out there as the actor. So I would always say you have to have other work, but don't make that too comfortable. Make it easy that you can walk away at the drop of a hat if you had to and keep this always as your profession. Definitely. I think that's a really interesting sort of advice to people because people do get lost in it and then start to become the blame to the agent or there's Oh, completely. Well, my agent this and my agent that. Well, okay, that's fine. But what did you do? Exactly. What did... You, what, what did you set out to do and how did you go about it and you know an agency remember this is something else that I will say to an agent an actor has one agent or should only have one agent but anyway um, an actor has one agent but an agent has however many actors so my time is split between all of the actors on my books but for the actor there's only one agent mm-hmm. so I think there's the, the other thing you need to kind of be that you have to um exercise kindness as I would always say in everything but exercise a kindness to your agent that if they forget that you're going on holiday for two weeks or something like that it's not oh what's it well they don't care about me no it's not it's because they've got so many people to juggle and to try and keep happy but at the same time you know it's 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 a very busy tough job it's a great job and I love what I do but it is busy and it is it is relentless and you've got to be one step ahead all the time and if if for, for example so if someone emails me and then I don't email them back you know within a week or something and I feel, oh, I'm terrible, I feel terrible it's simply time it's simply time because it is a busy industry so yeah don't even know what that was in answer to but no, yeah right, it's fine it's all gold <laughs> it's all good um okay then well obviously we get to this point now where in sort of the drama school timetable pgs across the country I suppose are yeah. getting ready to go back after the summer really because they have such a short one and then yeah, they're straight into shows third years have obviously just left second years are obviously going into Getting third, ready for year. third year yeah so like in terms of i guess if you put pgs in third years current third years together and then current ones going to third years mm. what advice would you give those two little groups at the moment okay well the first thing i'd say again is exercise kindness because the people that you're going to be surrounded with and in these plays with um everyone's now eyes on the prize you know everyone's looking to get signed get the part get whatever um so this is where all sorts of different things that you probably haven't really experienced to the degree that you probably will be about to in this final hurdle should we say of drama school is that you know people around you will start getting phone calls from agents they will start getting auditions this will happen and it might not be you and it's tough. That is a tough thing. But I think if you go into this knowing that that's going to be the case, and it might be you, and if it is you, be nice. Be nice about it. Because as we both know, going forward from drama schools, you know, the relationships you make in drama school can last your lifetime. I know mine have, mm-hmm. without a shadow of a doubt. 
you know, I'm working at the moment, I'm working on things that my, I went to, the friend of mine who I went to university with 20 years ago, she's producing it. These people could be around for a while. That's yeah. the first thing I'd say. Um, I, would, I would also say, um, when it comes to um, showcases, let's, let's look at that in terms of making choices and, and, and that kind of stuff. It's just about making intelligent choices, different choices. Do your work, do your graph, because you can see the detail in someone's performance in those two minutes in a showcase. They are in, they are important, and that's the one that obviously most people go to because they usually are in the big cities and yeah. we, they're, they're easy to come to, and, and they're an hour out of people's day. Um, but I think just do do your work. The other thing as well, um, this is it now. You know, you're you're never going to be in drama school again. Um, enjoy it because once you're out in the industry you will reminisce like crazy over your time at the drama school be it you know because you were part of I don't know for many reasons but I I would say enjoy the last bit because you won't get this opportunity again you won't get this safety again of having that part on that stage you know it is a it's a big it's a lovely time but it is a tough time as well Use the staff in the school, talk to them, you know, get their advice. Um, you're there, you know, you're there to, to, to get as much out of drama school as you possibly can. Don't wish it away. Don't kind of just keep thinking about that end bit. Mm-hmm. You're still in training. Until you've graduated, you're still in training as far as I can say. Every production you're in is, is actors in training. You are not professional actors yet. So be kind on yourselves, be kind to each other, but just enjoy it. I think it's something I've done mentally since leaving is try to think, especially recently, like I'm still in training now, even after yeah. you've left, like it's still... Hopefully that's always is. Because otherwise you're just... A well, you are, I should never be shot. You should always be taking in everything around you because essentially at the end of the day, you're storytellers. Your, your mm. job is to tell people stories. You're not paramedics, you're not firefighters, you're not running into you know buildings and saving lives. Your job is to tell the story of the people who are doing that. Yeah, yeah. The people who are doing these incredible jobs. But to tell those stories, you've got to be totally observant of society, of of the people around you, and, and, and never, you know, always listening, always watching, always taking stuff in. That's part of the training in itself. And as an actor, you should always be developing that, your awareness of, you know, stuff around you. I, I was directing a play, and I had a cast, and they were, my first question was, you know, who likes, it was a very political play, and they were, and I was like, you know, who likes politics? and they were like, oh, no, it's boring, it's boring, it's boring. By the end of that play, they knew so much more about it. Not because of me. Well, I made them do it. Yeah. But be aware of the world around you because our job is to, is to, you know, out the baddies and tell the stories. And, you know, it, it's never... I, I believe at, at this point, where we are currently in the world, it's never... It's the most important thing in the world that we are noisy about stuff, that we, we, we educate through what we do. And, you know, in drama school... That's where it starts. That's where you should just absorb everything that you possibly can. But going forward, keep absorbing. Cool. Well, that's brilliant. Um, I think it's a great place to end it. That's okay. really nice. Thank you so much. You're welcome.